You're now listening to Empty Opinions with Eladio Polanco. All right, hard. Logic X Eminem type beat 2019 Freedom featuring Joyner Lucas. Free beats, rap slash trap instrumental produced by Heart Boy. Yeah, Heart Boy. One of the things I'm gonna start doing with these freestyles is rap like the artist is supposed to be for. So I'll rap like Logic a little bit. Yeah, yeah, you know I'm coming in with it. Oh wait, no, that's not him. Let's see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All these people talking trash, all you talking, talking ass, you don't know who's talking mad. Yeah, talking bad about me, you don't even know me. You so fucking corny. Whoa. Nah, that's not logic. I don't know what his flow is. Yeah, yeah, I'm about to blow for show. Yeah, I'm about to blow for show, you already know. You already know for sure, for sure, what it do, what it do. Yes, I am positivity. Yeah, 1-800-SUICIDE, yeah, that's what a ride. He does have that kind of flow a little bit, Logic, right? So about Jonah Lucas. Or did I go? Or did I go? I don't know where I'm, I'm gonna go. I, I, I go. Yeah. All of these people that suck in the trash, sucking a bitch in another bag, fucking that bitch and I hit her from the back. Whoa, hit her from the back. Whoa, hit her from the, hit her from the back. Oh, why is this beat so low? Yeah, sounds so freaking low. Yeah, I don't even know. Yeah. What's his, what's his flow? I'm um, that those I go, I know why though I like I do that tunes iTunes I me like to That's is that Eminem? <laughs> I don't know. Uh yeah, I mean logic. What what that is his flow? You already know for sure I be coming with the flow like I don't even know what he about to do. Like he about to blow like the Taliban, yeah you know that I'm the man. That's his flow, that's legitimately logic's flow now. Let me do join the Lucas again real quick. Yeah, I don't even listen to that much Jiner Lucas, honestly. I don't know what his flow will be. I just know what I see. Cause I got a third eye on my big ass forehead. You can call it five head. Yeah, 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 five head. That's what I call it when there's five bitches in my room giving me head. Five head. That's what I call when five women are in my room sucking my dick. My dick, yeah, that's what I like it, yeah, yes, I like it. Well, you don't even know what you trying to like this. All right, I think that's good enough. That was pretty good. I think that's how I'm going to go with the freestyles from now on, just mimicking the artist that's supposed to be copying for the beat. And that is the beginning of a brand new episode of Empty Opinions with Eladia Polanco. My name is Eladia Polanco. Maybe you may have not known that. Listen, I'm not going to blame you. Some people are stupid. You know, and it could be you. You could be a stupid person and you were listening to this podcast and didn't see that the title of this podcast has my name on it. Also, you may have not listened to the fact that I said, hello, everybody, and welcome back to Empty Opinions with Eladio Polanco. You might have missed that part of the intro, so I'm not going to judge you. Some people are just, you know, not bright. So, so what? (laughs) All right. Yeah, that's, uh, yeah. Welcome back to another episode of Empty Opinions, uh, the podcast, where I talk about everything. Everything and nothing at the same time, but what matters is that I'm giving my opinion on it, and it is an empty opinion, as the podcast suggests. Alright, there's a lot to get to, and I'm sort of throwing out 
structure out the window and just have a list of 10 topics I want to cover, 10 topics, 10 things that I want to give my opinions on uh, and that I want to talk about. And I want to, you know, just go off and just talk about all that stuff and then call it a call it an episode and play one of my favorite songs of the week or recently for the last segment. I guess I do have a last segment that was called The Ox where I play my favorite songs that I've been listening to. Um, I'll get to that at the end of the episode, but for now, let's jump right into the episode. And the first thing we, I have to talk about, this has been a big thing. Jane, the Virgin, Gina Rodriguez. She's on hot water because she has said the N word. Can you guys believe that? And, um, hold on. Let me look up what her nationality is, right? Like, where is she from? I think she's Puerto Rican, right? She's a Puerto Rican descent. Or Mexican? No, it has to be Puerto Rican. Yeah, Puerto Rican. She's Puerto Rican. All right, I'll get to it later. But okay, Gina Rodriguez has been in some controversy recently uh, because she was singing along to a song that had the N-word in it. And Twitter was out to destroy her, man. And this isn't the first time that Twitter has come for her. I think she's had some anti-black remarks in the past on Twitter, as far as I know. Uh, she's addressed those things. She's even went to Sway in the morning to, you know, cry about all those things and how sad she felt, which I was seeing that. I saw some of that stuff. She was definitely acting like that was for sure acting. She did not feel that sad. It was actually some good acting and she is a good actor, but it just came off as acting. But that's so it isn't the first time they've tried to bring her down. But this is just the most recent uh, example of it. I'm going to look up exactly what the video is, uh, what happened with her. Gina Rodriguez says N-word. Where's that video? Here we go. Share news. This is a YouTube channel. It's on YouTube. Let's see. Oh, wait. I have to put the audio up. Awesome. Uh, let me do that really quickly. Yes. Here you go. Just give me heebie-jeebie. Right, I could do what you do. Believe me. Just give me heebie-jeebie. All right, I didn't want it censored, honestly. That kind of throws the whole thunder of it. Maybe if I go on Twitter, I could probably find it. Everybody was posting it. But yeah, so Gina Rodriguez said the N-word, and everybody was trying to cancel her on Twitter for doing that. And here's the thing. The reason they want to cancel Gina Rodriguez is not because she said the N-word. And I'll tell you why. The reason they're trying to cancel her is because Twitter, I guess, does not like her. They tried to do it, like I said earlier, and like a, I think about a year ago, they failed. She's still in movies and stuff and still making Jane the Virgin. Uh, but yeah, they could just couldn't destroy her career. And now they found this story, which she posted on her Instagram very recently. And people jumped into it very, very quickly. Um, and, he, and this, here's my opinion on this, man. <sighs> this is an interesting topic. I think I talked about... I actually talked to Dante in episode like nine about this, like like almost 20, 21 episodes ago about who can say the N word and who can't. Um, and, you know, the people coming at Gina Rodriguez are saying that she can't say it because she's not black. And here's the thing. This is where my issue with this comes in, because sure, you can say Puerto Ricans not black. That's fair. But as soon as a Puerto Rican claims they're not black they get attacked for it as well so it's like a thing of like if puerto ricans try to deny their african roots 
People are like, why aren't you proud of being African or being black, right? But if you do something, like let's say say the N-word, uh, and people don't like that, they are usually, they would be like, you can't do that, you're not black. You know, like non-black is a term I was seeing a lot. It was pretty much saying anybody who's non-black non-black doesn't have the right to say the N-word, right? And that applies to a lot of people who do say the N-word. <laughs> Funny enough, I mean, might I remind you, one of the biggest female artists in the world is Cardi B. And she is Dominican. And some people consider that not black. That would be considered non-black for some people. But she can say it, right? So that sounds interesting. That's an interesting idea. What about, what about let's, let's keep going, Fat Joe, a big, big New York rapper has said it a bunch of times. No one has really... And it's a debate. It's I can understand. It's like this thing of like... I personally think... Here's what I think. As a non-black person, depending on who you ask, I would say I don't think it... Jesus. Okay. Here's what I got to say. I think the people who can say it... Here's the thing. I think nobody should say it, first of all. It's a derogatory term. I know people have tried it take it back to reclaim its power. I usually don't like that. I, a, a lot of people try to do that with the words. Uh, to me, it just doesn't make sense. I just don't think anybody should use them, but that's not the case. People are using it. Black people are using the N-word and popular rap songs and all that, right? So here's the thing, right? If it was up to me, nobody should say it, but some people are saying it. So then it comes to this. Um, It's a thing of like the community you're in and where you grew up at. Right. Like I saw a tweet on Twitter that was like, good luck telling a Puerto Rican woman in the Bronx or in New York that they can say the N word. Right. Because in the implication of that tweet is pretty much that that's just something pretty much like I think Puerto Ricans, Dominicans and black people, um, maybe another minority. I can't remember. But they're kind of like all mixed, especially in New York, where it's so culturally diverse they're also mixed in with each other and hang out with each other so much and are seen as minorities that in new york at least it's said like every day like there's no problem with it people say it to each other um so it's not an issue but when it comes to but when you try to look at it objectively can non-black people say the n-word and i guess that's a thing for Ultimately, it comes down to black people to decide, and that's where the problem comes. There's because there's some people that some black people that are cool with that, and some black people that are not cool with that. So, uh, the only the only thing that I have to say about that is that sometimes Puerto Ricans or Dominicans don't claim that they're black, right? Uh, and then we're told to claim that we're black, um, and then when let's say we try to act black. And let's say start saying the N word. It's a it's a thing of like, well, you can't say that word. And I think I understand what the thing is. I think the thing is the N word comes with they or at least I think I see the argument of that. You know, the N word is a byproduct of being so, uh, you know, living in such such a prejudicial country and living in and, you know, being um victims of racism and all that like them suffering and being like the hardships of being black 
it's not something anybody who's not black can really relate to, right? Like I was thinking about my own struggle as a Dominican. I don't really think I have one. And I think it comes down to me just having a culture being Dominican, right? Uh, so I can't really relate to what it's like being black in this country. And I think that's where the ultimate problem with some people is that, you know, you shouldn't be able, I will say this is their argument. You shouldn't have, you shouldn't be able to say the N word if you don't go through the problems and issues and, and prejudice and racism that black people go through. Um, but then, you know, that's understandable, but there's no way that anybody who's not black can experience a non-black experience. Wait, it's okay. Let me say that again. It's not possible for a non-black person to experience a black experience because experience is subjective and it's very individual and nobody can experience somebody else's experience. So it's just, it's a very tricky situation. Um, it just comes down to, it depends on who you ask if a Puerto Rican can say the N word, honestly. And that's, I think, I don't know, maybe unconsciously, that's the reason why I don't say it or at least don't try to, because, you know, I could probably, I don't even want to say fuck. I, I mean, I don't know. Maybe I could say it right. Um, the right, uh, around the right people, I guess. I don't even know how to say it. I just feel like, I, I mean, I know a bunch of Dominicans that say it right. So Dominicans can say it, but it's like, I don't feel comfortable. It doesn't roll off my tongue to say it, right? Like, it doesn't come natural to me. We'll feel forced if I start saying it. So, you know, I can understand why some people don't accept anybody who's not black to say it. Like, I came into this <laughs> this topic thinking, yeah, I should be able to say it. That's fine. Uh, but now that the more I think about it, I can understand the thing of, like, you not experiencing our experience, uh, but still saying it, using that, and then, and that's what's tricky, I mean, I, I have a feeling, I get a sense that really, as long as you're not white, you can say it, that's what I've always thought, but now this situation is bringing, uh, uh, an issue to light that, you know, maybe it's not just anybody who's a minority, maybe it's just, you know, if you're black, and, you know, and here's the thing, you know who's, who's, um, whose responsibility that is, uh, to decide that or who should be able to decide who says that word black people because they're the ones who are disenfranchised and have gone through that stuff so you can't really tell a black person as a non-black person that you can say it because it's like it, you didn't really have you don't really have the history of struggle going back you know decades of your ancestors dealing with that um but yeah i mean whoa that's a pretty that topic went on for way longer than I expected it to go to. I wasn't expecting to talk about it for that long, but it's an interesting, it's an interesting topic. It's a very, uh, um, how do I say it? It's a very, uh, my God, how do I say it? It's a very complex issue, right? That can be debated for days and can be talked about for days and looked at in different angles. So that was just my opinion on it. Uh, the other thing I wanted to talk about moving on to another topic Oh, man, I've been meaning to talk about this for a while. <clears throat> Sorry. I've been meaning to talk about this for a while, but I just, for some reason, it kept escaping me. But now it's time, especially with a recent tweet I found. Let me pull that tweet up really quickly on Twitter of Megan Thee Stallion. Uh, it's a recent tweet that she put up, and, now, and it kind of reminded me, oh, yeah, I do have a problem with this. What is going on? Why? Why is this happening? Let me see if I can find a tweet. It was pretty recent. Where is it? Oh, there we go. Here we go. Here's the thing. 
here's the thing. Here's the thing. Let's talk about this. Let's talk about this. <sighs> Megan Thee Stallion is a great artist. She's one of my favorite up-and-coming artists, period. Not even just a female artist, just an artist in general. She makes some great music. Some music I necessarily probably shouldn't be listening to as a guy, but I do and enjoy it because it's well-made music. But here's the thing that she's done. And do you guys remember when she did Hot Girl Summer? She started that whole movement and that whole trend. Everybody jumped on it. She made a, a catchphrase. It was great for her. It catapulted her to another level. She's like now almost a superstar. Here's the thing, though. Here's the thing that I don't like. Now she is riding on the bandwagon of being a college student with quotation marks. College student, right? And she's trying to be relatable to what I assume is a lot of her core base are college student women, right? That listen to her music and can relate and can have fun during college, all that. But here's my problem with it. She is not experiencing college the same way you are, but she's not making it seem like that there's a difference there. The way she's making it seem is that just like you, she goes to her classes, she takes her midterms, she, oh my God, I'm struggling to try to get this homework in, right? Like, no, that's not the case. That's not how she's dealing with college. And again, she's only doing it this way because she understands a good amount of her audience, I believe, is our college women. So she's trying to appeal to them and connect with them. And guess what? It's working. Even though it's so clearly not the same experience, it's working for her. A lot of women are like retweeting the shit out of her tweets. Like recently, this is a tweet that made me want to talk about it. She said, damn, midterms came up quick. No, no, Meg. Let me tell, let me, let me talk about this. Megan Thee Stallion is almost a superstar. She's a very popular artist. The way she's doing college, it's not like yours. The way she's doing her midterms, the way she has to take the midterms, any of that is not the same way you're doing it. Like, you're telling me a celebrity, a super popular artist is going to take college the same way you are? And I'm not talking about online college. I'm talking about the way that her classes are structured and what she has to do, I can guarantee you, I can guarantee you it's significantly easier. You know why? Because she is famous and she is getting a lot of money and she has a lot of notoriety, right? So as a college, even you, here's what I'm trying to say. She's not experiencing college the same way you are. It's actually way easier because she's a celebrity and she has celebrity privilege uh, and you don't. You know, if you're a regular college student, you don't have that privilege. So there's no way you can do that. It, it just can't happen. So um, I just had to say that because, you know, I feel like a lot of people are really sticking to this. Megan Thee Stallion is a college girl just like me. And yeah, but not in the way you think and not in the way you are doing it. It's just not. She's doing it in her own way. Like they're tailoring. Here's what I'm trying to say. They're tailoring her college experience to her because she is a celebrity and she's popular and has a lot of money. So of course the college is going to do that, right? I'm not saying they're making it easier, although I do think they are. I'm not necessarily saying that. I don't think maybe it's possible that's not true that they're making it easier. All I'm saying is that they're tailoring this college experience for her schedule, which is touring around the world, 
doing shows, making music. She doesn't have that much time for college. And so the college understands that and makes it as easy as possible, I think. You know, possibly not, but that's what I think. I think they're making it way easier for her to do it. And so the fact that she's acting like she's struggling, like, I don't understand how you cannot clearly see the pandering nature of a tweet like, damn, midterms came up quick. No, she's not a college student. She's a big artist. So don't tweet like that. It's so, to me, it's so disingenuous. But, you know, I just had to talk about that. Maybe she, and look, at the end of the day, I don't know. So possibly she is going through college the same way I am, the same way every other woman is. Uh, I just highly, 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 highly doubt it. Oof, yeah, that was a good one. I think that that was a that was a good topic to talk about. I've been meaning to talk about that for a while. Um, another thing I wanted to talk about that I've seen. Um, it came up. Uh, the The reason this even came up, I saw one of my friends post this term, retail therapy, and saying retail therapy doesn't work when your clothes don't fit, right? And then I remembered, oh yeah, retail therapy is supposed to be. A term that people use for certain things. And then I remembered, yeah, that's some bullshit. Retail therapy does not exist. That's an excuse for you to feel stress and then justify you wasting money or buying shit and you saying it makes you feel better. And I mean, look, if you look at it in the traditional sense, you can get some pleasure out of buying shit, but it's not retail therapy. Isn't a thing. It's like people are using that term. Like it's a medical term. It's not, you're not, that's not an actual medical thing that you go to the doctor and and they prescribe that for you. I see you're getting, you're stressing a lot and that you have a lot of anxiety. You know what you need? Some retail therapy. Here, I'll give you a prescription for you to go to retail therapy. No, it doesn't exist. That's just an excuse for people to fucking waste their money and not feel bad about wasting that much money on shit because it makes them feel better. Let's, and look, there's nothing wrong with buying shit to make yourself feel better, right? Just take out the term retail therapy because it doesn't exist. And you guys are using it like it's a medical term when it's not. Just say, yo, I'm stressed. I'm going to buy some shit. And then take the judgment from people who are like, yo, you can't be spending that much money, right? Uh, even though it makes you feel better, you can't stop spending that much. And then they're like, no, but it's retail therapy. It's like a, it's like a thing. No, it's not a thing. People made it up to make themselves feel better for wasting a lot of money when they're stressed. Simple as that. Just a quick, Just a quick thing out there to talk about it. Um, here's the other thing that I wanted to talk about. Another big pop culture topic happening in the world is this China stuff and all this stuff, all the fallout that's happening from people critiquing China due to the horrible, horrible events happening in Hong Kong. If you don't know much about it, they're pretty much just fighting for their, for their freedom, pretty much for the, for the freedom to, Uh, speak their minds about certain things um and china's like cracking down heavily on hong kong there's a lot of protesters people are getting killed disappeared china is being horrible over there um and this and uh the way that it all started like our connection to china and how there's like the united states and china are at a crossroads at least some of the corporations is that the nba somebody from the nba daryl morey um he tweeted staying with china a stand with Hong Kong, fight for freedom, or something like that. China saw it and decided to drop all, um, all the the decided to pretty much hurt the NBA in a way that's gonna cost them like 
billions of dollars at the very least, right? So that's something that's happening where like, it's like a, a classic morality thing of like, you know, uh, it's it, yeah, it's like ethics versus uh, capitalism pretty much. Where it's like, uh, do we want to make money or do we want to stand for the right thing? And the NBA seriously, seriously, seriously um, struggling with that. And you know who else is? Oh, Jesus Christ. I don't know why I'm getting these little burps. But you know who else is suffering from these um, from these uh, problems with morality? You know who else is dealing with it? LeBron James. Because he recently made a statement kind of like saying, yo, don't mess with my money, bruh. To Daryl Morey. <laughs> it was just pretty much saying, yo, don't mess with my money, dog. You know, I don't know what's going on in Hong Kong. It ain't my business, bro. I'm trying to focus on what's me and mine's. And while I understand that uh, standpoint, right? While I understand what he's trying to say, that there's more issues that are more closer to him that he has to deal with. Here's the thing. Fuck China, man, for doing that. And here's the thing. That's about as much as I can do, right? With these protests. Right? Like, that's about as much as I can do. And to a lot of people, that might not seem like a lot. It might not seem like anything. And I would understand why you feel that way. It's kind of why I kind of had a little bit of a, you know, apathetic feeling towards everything that was happening in Hong Kong. But the more I thought about it, I was like, yeah, I mean, it doesn't hurt to say fuck China. They're being horrible, horrible people. They are, you know, abusing, killing these people who are trying to get some freedom. They're being horribly authoritarian. And it's just messed up over there. So I just got to say fuck China, you know. And that's about as much as I'll say because it's, that's about as much as I, I can do, you know. And the fact that I'm even privileged enough to say it because, you know, I don't have any business with China, obviously. Not like LeBron James. He wants Space Jam to make some money in China. He wants Space Jam to, to make some bank. He wants a lot of Chinese people to see it, right? It's about 2 billion people in China. He would hope about, you know, even a quarter of those 2 billion people would see his movie, right? But, you know, that's his struggle and that's what he's dealing with. But at least I can personally be like, nah, fuck China for doing this. And they're fucked up. And hey, you know, stand up, you know, for freedom or whatever. Uh, and that's about as much as I can do. I just, you know... At first, like I said, I was feeling a little apathetic, but then I, the more I thought about it, I was like, that is messed up. It's very messed up. And I can say something, even if at the end of the day, probably won't matter, but at least I can say something. And that's how I felt. So again, just to reiterate, fuck China for doing all that bullshit over there. Um, Yeah, just a little current events for you guys, you know, because, you know, some of you guys listening to this probably don't do a lot of current events because you're idiots. Just kidding. I love all you guys listening to this. I very much appreciate y'all. And um, talking about... No, there's no way to connect these two topics. Crocs are coming back, guys. And I could not be happier for this, but also kind of mad. Because I've been wearing Crocs for, like, a while. Before... Like, I've been wearing Crocs after they stopped being cool. From that moment until recently, matter of fact, I still have my Crocs. I don't even, well, now I use my Nike slides because that's cooler, but I've been wearing my Crocs for the longest, bro, like for the longest, and people would always like make fun of me, like, ah, you got Crocs, and then one day, I remember like about like six months ago, I told my sister, yo, Crocs are going to come back, and you cannot tell me I'm wrong, and then she was like, All right, that's cool, I didn't say you're wrong, I said, like, don't say I'm wrong, uh, no, I'm joking, but 
yeah, I said Crocs are going to come back, man. And I hate it. I hate the Crocs are going to come back because I've been getting made fun of for wearing my Crocs for such a long time. And slowly but surely, more and more people are wearing those damn Crocs. And um, I don't know why people hate Crocs in the first place. They're not bad footwear. You know, I mean, the rubbery aspect of it can be annoying. But if you wear socks, this shouldn't even be a problem. You can even feel that, you know. And there's so many different types of Crocs, man. Like, the reason I'm even talking about this is because I saw a tweet on Twitter where somebody showed their Crocs and they had, like, Crocs slides. And I was like, whoa. Yeah, Crocs are definitely coming back. If that's a new item further that they're selling right now, they're definitely trying to come back. And watch. Some people are going to. But I'm telling you right now, the Crocs are not fully back yet, right? But I'm seeing it. I can see it with my third eye and my big ass forehead. It's not that big. I just keep saying that for no reason. No, but I can see that these Crocs are going to come back. And I'm telling you, give it two, three months by the by December, right? I think by December, January of next year, you're going to see a lot more people wearing Crocs. And you can listen to this episode again and prove. Uh, and I can prove to myself how right I was because I'm predicting this now and it's going to come back. And I don't hate Crocs, so I'm not even mad at it. I still have mine. I think I have two pairs upstairs. You know, the moment I can walk out and nobody say anything, that's how I know they'll be fully back and I'll be right. Like I am a lot of the time. <laughs> All right. Moving on to another topic I wanted to talk about. Um, As a guy, you know, guys can be pretty, uh, you know, uh, sensitive. I think guys can be pretty like hurt pretty easily if you damage their ego or make them feel small. Um, But that's not going to stop me from saying if you're a woman, right, and you're attractive, right, don't ever call me bro. That is the most disrespectful shit you can say to a guy, especially if you're pretty. If you're an ugly woman, you know, you can say, you can call me bro all you want. I will call you bro. If you're so ugly, you might actually be, a, uh, you kind of look like a guy in the first place. I want to be mad if you call me bro. I'd be like, oh yeah, bro. Oh, I almost thought you were an actual bro. Haha. <laughs> That's what I would say. But if you're like pretty, don't call me bro. I'm sorry. We can be best friends for 10 years, right? Don't call me bro. It's just hurtful. And it honestly makes me, it hurts my ego. Like I said, so don't do that because it kind of removes all sort of possibility of anything, you know, regard. I mean, granted, I probably didn't have any shot of anything in the first place, but please do not call me bro. Okay, sis, would you like me if I start calling you sis? You know, some women don't. I don't think I think they see it as sarcastic, which it would be because I'm trying to prove a point of don't call me, bro. If you're attractive, matter of fact, don't call me, bro. If you've ever been attracted to me at, at any point in your life and that that, you know, that doesn't apply to anybody. But I'm just saying, like, just don't call me, bro. Don't call guys, bro, unless they're gay. But even gay people don't want to be called, bro. Yeah, just don't call any guy, bro, because, uh, you know, it's just not. It's not cool, man. It's not cool. You know how some people like their certain pronouns? They want to be called he, she, they. You know, same thing with me. You can call me anything you want, just not bro. Don't end a sentence or start a sentence when you're referring to me and say the word B-R-O. Please. I'm begging you. It would hurt my feelings so bad. 
No, I wouldn't. But it, it would make me feel away. I'm like, hey, don't fucking call me that. <laughs> All right. Uh, moving. That was just a quick little tangent. Um, that was on the docket right here of things I wanted to talk about. Um, yeah, don't call me bro. All right, moving on to another thing that I've been noticing again on Twitter. I keep getting a lot of my ideas from Twitter because Twitter can be a wild place. I've been seeing so many of these dumbass relationship Twitter accounts and relationship Twitter posts and relationship Twitter tweets where they're showing they're like almost trying to one up each other with their relationships and shoving in people's faces. Here's the thing. I understand if this is just some natural that you guys are doing as a couple, but I have a feeling a lot of these couples do extra extra shit just to post on Twitter and make everybody else on Twitter feel like shit for not having a relationship that does all that. Like a guy that has a thousand roses on the bed and then a bunch of chocolate with some lights on and then he has some art sexy R&B playing. He's kneeling down with like uh with $5,000 in his hand to give you. Like it really be some wild shit like that on Twitter. Like as part of the relationship like, "Oh my god, I love my boyfriend so much. Look at what he's doing." And it's like it's messed up that they're posting this because I can tell a lot of women on Twitter are seeing that and think that's just what a relationship is supposed to be or those are relationship goals. These are not relationship goals. They're exaggerating because they're going to post it on Twitter. You know what I mean? Like if it was genuine, they wouldn't post it on Twitter because they would know they would just be for the person. And also, if you don't post it on Twitter, there wouldn't have some there wouldn't be so much showmanship. It's so so much shit that's like camera ready and like aesthetic aesthetically pleasing. It's like it's like designed to be recorded for a camera and then posted on social media and get other people jealous and give them this notion that this is just what a relationship is. It's not. You can do a lot of nice things in a relationship, but don't trust the shit that you see on Twitter, on Instagram when it comes to relationships because it's really not real. It's really all exaggerated for social media to make it seem like this is the greatest relationship of all time. Meanwhile, she's probably getting cheated on. You know what I mean? Or they're going to be done in like two weeks because of some stupid shit. Like he could did all that and they're going to end up breaking up because he didn't see her text and she started yelling at him and he couldn't stand it and got really mad at her and they fought and then they were done. That's what a regular relationship looks like. So it's like, don't trust this relationship Twitter bullshit of people posting this ex- exaggerated shit on Twitter for people to relate or not relate for people to aspire to do in their relationships. But, you know, if you want to see if this is unreal, something real, just keep up with these accounts. The people that post this, I want you to check in like three months afterwards and see if they're even still together. And I can bet you they're not because that was just for the camera. He didn't really feel like doing all that, but he just did it to look like the greatest boyfriend of all time. And also probably because he felt bad because he was cheating. Uh, So just wanted to let you guys know a lot of that relationship Twitter bullshit is really just exaggerating. Uh, for the camera, which is should be obvious, but a lot of people retweeted like, oh my god, this is goals, this is what I want, oh my god, I can't believe someone's doing this, when is this gonna happen to me, bitch, never, it's never gonna happen, because it's not real, so please stop retweeting that, 
and being so fucking disappointed by it when it doesn't happen because it's just not something that normally happens. Expectations set too much high when it comes to relationships. And I've already talked about that. A lot of people have, you know, extra, extra, extra high expectations for certain things, including myself, and then get disappointed when it doesn't happen, even though the expectations were high as fuck in the first place. You know, so just so you know, I'm <laughs> just warning you guys about relationship Twitter. Uh, moving on to another another topic to talk about. We have two more, right? Well, we have this one and two more, you know, moving right along, guys. This is going to be a great episode. It's just me talking about topics that I want to talk about. I think that's what all the podcasts should be to make it simpler for me and just, you know, just vent about stuff that I always want to vent about. And no, no stupid freaking structure segment. Segments are so stupid. Segments on podcasts are annoying as fuck. I hate it because it just comes off as so unnatural. You know what I mean? I don't know. I don't like it. It feels so like fake, like I'm in a TV show. I'm not doing this. This podcast ain't a TV show. This is a podcast. This is a this is something that you're supposed to relate with and feel feel some sort of connection with. You know, feel like relatability should be the main aspect. I don't want, I want this to seem as transparent as possible. I want it to seem like you're listening to a friend that's talking to you. That's the goal of, I think, every podcast. So when they start doing the shining like segments, all right, and it's time for the segment for, hey, would you like to know what it's like to be the other guy? This segment is this NPR and you're listening to Radio 105, blah, 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 all that shit. No. Podcast is supposed to be. Like, I think uh, the great uh, comedian Joey Diaz said it's supposed to feel like you're flying the wall, right? Or you're supposed to feel like you're you're right there with the person. So that's what um, uh, I am trying to accomplish with this podcast. So, you know, I'm going to stop doing those bullshit ass segments. Fuck a segment. The only segment I'm doing is the last one. And it's not really a segment. It's just the way I'd end, I end every episode. So, yeah, screw that. Um, but yeah, moving on to another topic. Oh yeah, this ain't even a topic. This is a, a personal experience that I've had recently, which is really like ridiculous that this has happened to me in the first place, man. It really doesn't even make sense to me. Like, how is this a real thing? I don't know, but here's, here. let me tell you guys this story, right? Um, it ain't a solo podcast. If I don't talk about a story that's happened to me. And you guys love my stories, I think. I hope. Because they're sometimes entertaining. Uh, but here's the thing. So, this has been for the longest time. There's been this girl that's sitting next to me. I think if you guys have listened to previous episodes, you might know who I'm talking about. I'm talking about that girl who has stared at her butt for like a good seven seconds without realizing I was staring at it. That girl, I hadn't really talked to her. I hadn't really started a conversation with her, I was kind of afraid, even though she sat next to me, and we had plenty. Of t- I had plenty of time to talk to her. I just never did. I was kind of, you know, a little, a little bitch when it came to that. But um, NCD in that episode kind of told me, "Just do it, bro. Just talk to her." And so I had, I gathered my balls and I became brave and actually ended up talking to her. It was actually pretty cool because it was like it seemed like she was pretty into the conversation. Everything was going well. The only thing, though, so everything was going well for like a good 10 minutes of just back and forth conversation, me trying to talk to her being, you know, the charming self that I am. (sighs) Apparently not enough for certain women. (sighs) Wait, hold on. Where are the sound effects? I need some sound effects for this. Uh, Yeah, yeah. 
Uh, yeah, not charming enough for that one beautiful, smart, career-oriented girl. Okay, let me stop. Um, where did I left off? Yes, I was being charming with this girl. You know, just talking to her about this and that and this and that. Whatever. Everything's going good, I think. Then I go to ask for her Instagram and granted, it was a little bit of an awkward way to ask the way I asked it because I, you know, unintentionally kind of just told her to give me her Instagram <laughs> instead of saying, can I have your Instagram? Hey, do you have Instagram? That's what I, here's why, here's how, what happened. I was like, Hey, do you have Instagram? Cause I see her on Instagram. So obviously she has Instagram and she doesn't hear me. And I kind of freak out and say your Instagram. <laughs> oh shit and then she's like oh yeah, yeah I, I have instagram and i was like what is it i I'm, i swear to god i don't mean to be this like rude and straightforward with it i think that might be why what's happened hasn't happened or what had what what hasn't happened hasn't happened yet or will ever happen but i ask it that way you know unintentionally very like straightforward and not really even asking kind of telling and i even felt the awkwardness of that i was like oh yikes i asked the wrong way Uh, but she tells me her Instagram and I follow it in like five minutes go by before class starts. Right. Um, that we're just kind of just like, I think the conversation kind of died down at this point. And I'm just like, I, I just followed her on her Instagram, but she's not following back in those five minutes and she's on her phone. So it's not like she's not on her phone when this is happening. We're both using our phones. We both kind of stopped talking to each other. We were both just using technology. I think I'm using my laptop at this point. And then, and that goes on for five minutes. Nothing. She never follows me. I think, ah, oh, that's weird. But then class starts, you know, we're in class now. It's only after like two days later that I noticed that she has not followed me back on Instagram. And it's like, you know, I'm not one of those people who's like, you have to follow me back. That's weird. Why don't you follow me? Like, and I wouldn't be the type of person to bring it up to her, but it's like, I followed you right in front of you. I asked for your Instagram name, your username in front of you, and you still haven't followed back? You know, like, am I missing something? I thought the courtesy was if somebody follows you, you're supposed to follow them. And this ain't like something that I found her Instagram account, like randomly online. I literally asked for it face to face. You know, it was weird. I think it's the equivalent of like, Um, and it will make more sense this way, but it'll probably be the equivalent of like a guy asking for a girl's number who he's like flirting with and the girl gives him the wrong number because he just, she just doesn't want to talk to him. I think maybe that's what's going on here. Well, this is definitely what's going on because if she had any semblance of attraction to me, I would think she would follow me back just to even see who my pictures, <laughs> you know? Uh, so it's weird that she never followed me back or I mean, here's an alternative alternative thought maybe she didn't she maybe she thinks she's following me but she's really not maybe she was looking at my pictures but she never liked any of the pictures anyway i don't know it's just weird and like when i think about it i'm like i sit next to her every tuesday and thursday you know as my last class and he's like sitting next to her and us re interacting with each other meanwhile i'm like You didn't follow me back when I followed you in front of your face. You know what I mean? That's kind of weird, but whatever. This is a story I wanted to tell about, you know, 
more women problems man this podcast is gonna be all about women problems man that's what's gonna bring this podcast to the next level like joe button would say on his podcast it's gonna take it to the next level man uh, all right man um uh my throat is getting real dry i think i need some water or something but i'm almost done only two more topics guys just hang on in there hopefully this has been an interesting episode You know, first, it's been a while, I mean, I think since the first time I did this episode solo, or this show solo, is that I have, that I've done such a straight through, just topic on topic on topic kind of thing, uh, but yeah, uh, just two more topics to go, the next one, I don't even feel like talking about that, I think I'm good for this episode, actually, <laughs> I mean, the other topics I had written down was like, my closest experience to racism, in parentheses, Tinder, That should be interesting. And I also wanted to talk about why honesty is one of my favorite things in the world. And also one of the things that I have it that I need to do to not, you know, get crippling anxiety every day. Um, but I can save those for another episode. I think that's how I'm going to end this episode. It's been long enough. 45 minutes plus the song I was going to be around 50. You know, I think that's more than enough. And so, yeah, that's how, that's a little tease for the next, I mean, not next episode maybe, but the episode after that, my next solo episode, I'm definitely going to talk about my closest experience to racism and why honesty is my favorite thing. So that's a little tease for what's coming next, next week. But for this episode, thank you guys so much for listening to this episode. I appreciate it a lot. Like I said, the way I end every episode is by playing song by playing a song that I've enjoyed a lot, that I've been listening to a lot, that's been on my repeat. Uh, for this week, or for this episode, episode 30, I'm going to be playing the new Internet Money song. Internet Money, I think it's, I think it's, might be a label, but it's also a producer. Um, I don't know exactly what it is, but they're mainly the guys that produce the little Tekka songs. And I have found some of the little Tekka songs entertaining, so that's that. But yeah, Internet Money as the primary artist has put out a song called Somebody featuring, you guessed it, Lil Tekka and a boogie with a hoodie. So thank you guys so much for listening to this episode, and I'll catch you guys in the next one. Peace. <laughs> Why you jacking static, jacking steady till we roll up? I got all these bitches loving me like I ain't so soft. Stop talking with your chest, little bitty bitch, you better bold up. Told her hit my jacket when she hit me, told her hold up. I just want somebody, body, to treat me like somebody, body. And not like anybody, body. All you gotta do is love me for me, girl. I just want somebody, body, to treat me like somebody, body. And not like anybody, body. All you gotta do is love me for me, girl. I just want somebody, body, to treat me like somebody, body. You wanna talk, you better call me, call me. Don't gotta wait, don't gotta storm me, storm me. You know I'm on my phone, I pick it up when it ring. You know I hit you back 'cause you was my everything. You know you be my queen if you let me be a king. You know you in the gym, so I got you with anything. Why you jacking static, jacking steady till we roll up? I got all these bitches loving me like I ain't so soft. Stop talking with your chest, little bitty bitch, you better bold up. Told her hit my jacket when she hit me, told her hold up. I just want somebody, body, to treat me like somebody, body. And not like anybody, body. 
All you gotta do is love me for me, girl I just want somebody, body To treat me like somebody, body And not like anybody, body All you gotta do is love me for me, girl I'm sick of acting like everything's okay when it's not good Nowadays everybody wanna be top one I don't feel nobody, I be talking to my shotgun In the two-seater, my shotty playing shotgun But I need somebody, body, yeah Niggas moving wacky, wacky, yeah My cocky got a button and started I don't think a boogie really fucking with artists King of the jungle and the Rory, yeah Lying, I know you fucking somebody else Go ahead, be daddy, you like the party, yeah Don't you call me my nickname, don't call me Hardy, yeah Why you jacking static, jacking static till we roll up? I got all these bitches loving me like I ain't so soft Start talking with your chest, little bitty bitch, you better hold up Told her to hit my jacket when she hit me, tell her hold up I just want somebody, body To treat me like somebody, body And not like anybody, body all you gotta do is love me for me, girl I just want somebody, body To treat me like somebody, body And not like anybody, body All you gotta do is love me for me, girl I just want somebody To treat me like somebody